Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. If you have not heard, I have no way to break it to you other than directly that this is the final episode of Mind Your OT Business. This will be going live on March 22nd, which is the three-year anniversary of this podcast. So we're kind of just a toddler when it comes to podcasting about 75 episodes, and we're never going to grow up because I'm deciding to end it here. And in this episode, I am going to talk with you about three years of podcasting, about my entrepreneurial journey and what's next for me, and basically just make this a huge thank you to you for listening over the years. If this is your first time listening, never fear. There are 75 episodes for you to listen to. And I think a few extras in there that weren't numbered. So you have a lot of content there. I'm going to leave it up for the indefinite future for people to benefit from hearing what you all as amazing OT entrepreneurs are doing in the world. So that will stay up. I am not going to take it down or anything like that. So no worries. And I want to just dive in because I think as I've been reflecting about ending this podcast, there are lots of lessons here as usual that you can learn from my mistakes so that you don't make them in your own business. <laughs> so I want to share a little bit if we go back to the very beginning. So in 2019, I started this podcast again on March 22nd because my husband had a friend who visited us and he convinced me that a podcast was just a fabulous thing to have as a business owner. And I remember saying to him, I'm a mom of three kids. I'm doing a PhD. I'm running a business. Like, I do not have room in my life for doing a podcast. You're crazy. But he sparked some interest in my mind. And after thinking about what I might want to do a podcast on, I was talking with very various people about it, really. But what came up apparent was that there wasn't really at the time, now there is a lot more, but at the time, three years ago, there were very few people in the occupational therapy space that were talking about business and entrepreneurship. PTs and speech therapists have always led in this area and just have amazing content and amazing leaders, but there really were very few people in the OT space at the time that were speaking out about it, that we're talking about it, that we're delivering content about it. So I saw the need for that. And I loved talking about business. So that's why I started this podcast. So started the podcast very fearfully and scared. And if you listen to my last episode, you'll know that like the fear doesn't ever go away before you hit record every time you get nervous. And even in the last however many minutes I've been talking, I'm already in my brain thinking, maybe I should stop and re-record. And the thing that podcasting will teach you is that it's never perfect. And if you've listened before, you know that one of my things that I like to say is better done than perfect. And so I feel like podcasting has taught me to just forge ahead and continue and share from the heart and don't overanalyze and just get content out there to help people, really focusing on helping you with your business from the things that I've learned. So 
as you can probably tell, when I started out, I did not have a plan. I had no strategy. I was just doing what I loved and I was flying by the seat of my pants. And honestly, that got me really far in business. Working really hard without any strategy got me got me pretty far in business. But my main goal of the podcast was to really harness that I am very comfortable as a person sharing super transparently and honestly about things, like even when things go really wrong. So my goal with the podcast was to kind of pull back the veil and share real numbers and share real experiences as I went through the process of growing my business. And I can only hope that some of what I've shared personally over the last three years has helped all of you. The other beautiful thing about the podcast has been highlighting and celebrating some of you. OT business owners, entrepreneurs that are just doing incredible things in the world. And I hope that that has encouraged you as well if you've been a listener for a while. So I started the podcast and what happened was over the next year or so after starting the podcast, I ended up with the following. The podcast, which I was doing monthly and then went to twice a month and then went to weekly for a short stint and then went to back to twice a month (laughs) because it was very challenging to keep up that schedule. But I had the podcast. I took over moderation of the OT Entrepreneurs Facebook group, which is a very large group of almost when I took it over, I think it was six or 7,000 and then grew it to 10,000 over the year and a half that I moderated it. I was moderating my own Facebook group, Therapy in the Great Outdoors, which is for nature-based pediatric therapists. I had three different email lists because I was marketing to OT entrepreneurs as well as to nature-based pediatric therapists, which is a broader group, which kind of included a few OT entrepreneurs. But I had two different online programs that I launched, my Contigo Approach online course, which is the nature-based therapy training that I have, as well as a business coaching program, which I now offer to nature-based therapists. We launched three digital products. I ran multiple OT Entrepreneur Summit events, co-hosted with Trish Williams. And the whole time I was doing all of that, I was still doing PhD coursework, usually three classes at a time, running my private practice. And yes, I'm a parent. I had three children at home. My husband, yes, is on there too. I'm a wife too. (laughs) So I don't say this list at all to brag. I'm actually kind of mortified and embarrassed by sharing this list because it clearly illustrates how I had no plan whatsoever. It was like the epitome of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck. And was it successful? Absolutely. I, to date, have over 200K in online revenue, just my own business alone. That does not include the summit or any of my private practice income. And I have a profitable nature-based practice that was profitable even through COVID. So yes, it was successful. But I want to move into, and what I'm learning, and what I hope you all can hear in this story is that It's so much better and so much more sustainable if you can focus your business rather than trying to do all the things. I'm an Enneagram 8 with a strong seven wing, which means I am very independent and also really love variety and fun new things. And so I think that has served me well in some ways in business, but has also made it to where I was doing 
so much. I mean, you know, if you can't explain to someone exactly what you do when they ask you like at a party, if you can't explain that in just a sentence or two, you know, you're doing too much because (laughs) because I could never explain everything that I did to someone at a party. It was too complex what I was doing. So basically what happened was last year in August, I had a real like period of reflection. Um, Well, last year, earlier than that, I've shared on the podcast, my family moved cross country. So I left California. We moved to Madison, Wisconsin to be near my husband's parents as they're aging and, and his family as well is here. So it's been really, really great. But just that move kind of threw a wrench in my life. You know, it's like it was a huge upheaval that caused me to make a lot of reflection and just thinking about how I wanted my life and business to be. So I do still run my practice in California. I have an awesome team there that is just doing great work. And we still meet on Zoom for our team meetings, which we did before anyway. We don't have a brick and mortar location and everyone lives far away from each other there. So So yeah, I still run the practice in California, but moving to Madison allowed me to slow down a bit. Um, The pace of life just, I can't describe it. It's just a culture thing. It's like the pace of life is slower here. And it really caused me to reflect. And so we moved in early April, settled into our house in mid-May, did a bunch of work on it. That kind of wrapped up July-ish. I think we finally had appliances. And, (laughs) you know, in August, I really started to reflect on my business and and had to make this hard decision because I knew that I needed to niche in some way, right? I knew that serving two ideal clients, like serving the broader group of nature-based therapists and also serving the group of OT entrepreneurs who run a variety of different, very unique and incredible businesses, serving two different ideal clients had really taken a toll on me and it spread me way too thin because it just made everything really complex. Like my brain hurt when I tried to think about social media strategy or marketing or how to manage everything. And the thing, I just read a book called 4,000 Weeks. Oh, I don't have it right here, but I think the subtitle is Time Management for Mortals or something like that. And it's not your time. It's not your typical productivity book for entrepreneurs. It is a book all about how the average human lifespan is only 4,000 weeks. And when you break it down that way, it really makes you look differently at how you use your time. And the author is just, I highly recommend it. It's a very good book. It might strike some people, it occurred to me as very pessimistic because it's very kind of, you know, we're all going to die and we only have this much time. And like, but what I took away from that book that was so helpful for me being someone who loves productivity and checklists, and I have, I love planners and systems and I teach this stuff, right? In my business coaching programs, what it did for me was just open up some space to reflect about how do I want to be spending my time and what do I want to do with the limited time I have in the world? You know, this very meta, high-level, high-level thinking about my values. And he busts this myth that, you know, he basically says in the book that it is a myth that anyone will ever get all the things done that they need to get done, quote unquote, on that to-do list you have in your business. And it struck me And one of the things I wanted to share with you in this podcast, this episode in particular, is that you can actually have too much to do. 
And I for sure had reached that point in all of the things I was doing in my entrepreneurial endeavors. So I had to make a very difficult decision. Like, what am I going to niche to? Am I going to sell my practice and give up doing the nature-based stuff in order to go all in on the OT entrepreneur niche? Or am I going to keep the nature-based piece and give up the OT entrepreneur niche? So I decided to go with the nature-based practitioner niche. And the reason is that I'm also doing a PhD. I'm doing research on this. And being a nature lover is so part of who I am. I just couldn't give it up. It's such an identity that I have. And I think part of the reason it took me so long to make the decision is I've loved working with all different kinds of entrepreneurs over the years. It took me so long to make this decision, but I really can't give up the nature-based practice piece. Choosing to niche to nature-based practitioners is actually an expanding of my market, honestly, because I'm a little scared by that. And there have been several times in my life where I know that I'm supposed to do something when I'm very scared by it. And this was one of them. Getting married was the other one. And going to a big, huge university over a smaller university was another time. And also moving to Madison was another time. All of those things worked out great. So <laughs> so I'm going to trust my intuition on this one. But there are times in my life when I've known that something really, really scared me that I knew I was supposed to do it based on the fact that I was being driven by fear and and recognizing that fear and moving into it anyway. And so anyway, I decided to niche to the nature-based piece and that, oh, that's what I was saying. The, the um, lost my train of thought there for a second, sorry. The niching to nature-based is actually an expansion because it's other professionals as well. And that scared me a bit. Like trying to build interprofessional networks was something that was a little bit scary to me because I just don't, every, every profession has their own language and their own kind of culture, right? But I'm leaning into that and I'm excited to explore that. So that's what I'm doing. Now, I had thought about continuing to do the Mind Your OT business podcast. That was initially I thought I'll just keep the podcast and then niche my all my programs and things to be nature based. But what I realized is that that's really hard because that keeps one foot in the OT entrepreneur <laughs> space, right? The same with the OT entrepreneurs Facebook group. So I handed over moderation of that group to Tamiko Faison, who is amazing. And I love her work. Um, she's one of the like original OT entrepreneur guru, incredible people. <laughs> so so she took that over, which I was so thankful for just to feel like that group because that group is so near and dear to my heart. Many of you are in there and I love that space. And so it was really important to me to feel good about handing it over to someone and I just feel great about her taking it over. So I handed that off and with the podcast I've decided to end the pot the Mind Your OT Business podcast because again it keeps me focused on one of the ideal clients that I was serving before but doesn't allow me the freedom to really niche my business to nature based only. And so I am struggling because I know that there are lots of you that are going to be sad or disappointed or upset about this. And even though I'm an Enneagram 8, which generally doesn't care what people think about them, I do care what people think about me. I am unusual in that sense. <laughs> so my husband always tells me, you got to stop caring what people think about you. I'm like, it's just hard. So I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I do, I do just know that this is what I have to do. Okay. So let's move on to some other 
things. So I guess what I would say, I'm glancing at my notes here, is that I am learning to make decisions in my business with the long range view in mind, like the sustainability of the business over many years. With profit in mind, yes, but also with my own heart and my own desires. And I feel like this pivot is actually allowing me to integrate everything I do and drastically simplify the business. So I've been in a group coaching program for a while, helping me set up systems to scale my business. And I just am really excited about what's to come. So I have a webinar now that is set up to sell the Contigo Approach course, which has been doing really well. And we have just an incredible group of students that are taking that. We have amazing mentoring calls that we do for that course. And I just, I feel good about that system getting in place. And then I'm working, even though, (laughs) even though I'm saying that you shouldn't be doing multiple things at once in your business, I'm working on getting a membership site set up, which will have free areas for nature-based practitioners, as well as practice resources at at a paid level of membership, and then a business level of membership for people that want business coaching from me to start and grow their nature-based practices. So it just feels very aligned and integrated as I'm also doing research on nature-based occupational therapy. So my research is on just OT, um, not a broader group. But I just feel like I'm learning how to focus. And that is a mature thing to do. I had Iris Kimberg, who's another one of the OG. She's an OT slash PT. She's she's uh, educated and licensed, I think, as both. But she said to me once, oh, your business is just a baby. It's only five or six years old whenever I talk to her. And I was like, oh, but it feels so old, you know? <laughs> So I'm I'm really, you know, trying to embrace the idea that I haven't been at this entrepreneurship thing that long. It's been six or seven years now. And that is exciting to me, you know, to know that you can make a big pivot several years into your business like I'm doing. I mean, I guess it's not a big it's a it is a shift. I guess it's not really a pivot to something totally different, but it is a big shift. And I think I hope hearing me talk about it, you can see that that it's been hard. And I've had to think a lot about it. And I still like, even as, (laughs) even as I'm talking about this, I still have overwhelming doubt about if this is the right decision, because I love OT entrepreneurs and, and I love business coaching. It's like one of my greatest joys in life um, to see people just kill it in their business and just be so invigorated and excited about their business and their life as they become like really rock star entrepreneurs. It just makes me light up. It makes me so happy. But I will still get to do that in my programs um, with a smaller group and a more focused group of people. So I have to I have to remind myself of that. But the other thing is like I've said this before in previous episodes, but you know, in life, like very few things are permanent. You you generally in your life, when you make a decision, you can change that decision later. And you can decide to do things differently. You can make mistakes. You can bounce back or you can make mistakes and just learn from them and stop doing that because that was a mistake and you don't want to do it anymore. So I just love the whole lifestyle and the whole ethos of entrepreneurship being about that freedom to 
make your life what you want it and to make those mistakes and learn from them and change things as you need to. And so I'm I'm just I'm making this decision to end the podcast and make this pivot, keeping that in mind because um, it encourages me. So oh, I think that's it. I wasn't sure if I would get through recording this episode without crying, but I have made it. I have made it. And I just want to say one more thing. And that is a huge thank you. And I'm now I'm going to cry. See, <laughs> um, I told myself I was not going to hit edit and re-record on this. I wanted it to just be speaking to you all from my heart. So I'm just so thankful to all of you for letting me speak into your life, for donating your time to share with our OT community, for all the shares that you've done, for the DMs and the PMs encouraging me. Somehow you all always send the encouraging words on the days when I feel like I'm not doing any good in the world and things will just never be right in the world. You know those days. Everybody has those. Somehow one of you would always just send me a encouraging <laughs> little, hey, I listened to this episode. It was so helpful right when I was having a does what I do in the world matter moment. So the last thing I want to say is I was secretly hoping that Mind Your OT Business would hit 100K downloads by the day that I published this last episode. So I am recording this on March 15th, and it will be published on the 22nd. And I checked last night, and we have 100,739 downloads. Wow. Like, wow. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for encouraging your fellow OT entrepreneurs. And that's it. That's all I have to say. And I'm going to end the same way I always end because I always say until next time. And I really still mean that even though this is the final episode of this podcast, I know that I will have a next time with most of you. I will see you at conferences. I will be interacting with you on social media. For those of you that are nature-based practitioners, I am going to start a new podcast called Therapy in the Great Outdoors. It will be all about the business and practice of nature-based therapy. And I know that when I say until next time, I, I will have a next time with all of you. So this is not the end. Stay connected with me on social media. I'm at Laura Park Fig on Instagram and Laura Park Figueroa on Facebook. And that's it. So if anything you learned from this podcast, I hope you learned to take small steps. Take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.